Welcome to Chuck Yates Needs a Job, the podcast. Just checking my hair. It's not a good hair day. So anyway, but uh, happy to have you guys on. Pat Shannon, T-Sean Shannon. Howdy. T-Sean making his third appearance. I was I was once myself and once I was a character, Dr. Love. You were Dr. Love. <laughs> Dr. Love. You need a wife. Yeah, exactly. Episode. Exactly. And that girl was really funny too. Oh, yeah, nursely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was very cool to come on. So this is kind of crazy. So you've been on as an Emmy award-winning comedy writer. You've been yes. on on Dr. Love, and now you're coming on, uh, on as a cybersecurity expert? Uh, yes, I guess, <laughs> if now, but it's not a character, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. We're not a character. So, Pat... I'm going to hope that you're the brains of this operation. Oh, me too. Yes, <laughs> exactly. No, so, Pat, tell me real quick. So, T. Sean's background has been on the podcast before, written comedy, did stand-up comedy. We've talked about how meeting through Brother Charlie and all that. Pat, what's your background? My background's IT. So, um, in college, I was working in a data center. and. Um, Followed that, worked 10 years for CompuServe right out of school and was already, already, you know, in the thick of it from data communications, internet before the internet, and always had a security element to my job. And I've been in data, IT, cybersecurity, pretty much my whole career. And, you know, we got in, we did a program 10 years ago that was an industry leader, a Gartner Magic Quadrant leader. Uh, but I, we did that for my then employer and we didn't have a chance to evolve the program. And it was something I always wanted to get back to. And, um, uh, we had an opportunity to do it and we came up with the cyber tips program. Okay. And you so y'all started a company to do this? You did? Okay. Yeah. So what, cool. What's cyber tips? So cyber tips are bite size, if you will, uh, 60 second videos that are designed to, you know, engage the end user, make them fun, interesting, you know, quick, don't try to do too much, get in, get out, and uh, put a smile on their face and keep cyber in, on their mind. And it's really for the the 99% of the, you know, population that aren't cybersecurity experts that are typically blamed for 84% of all cyber breaches. And so that's what we do is really engage those end users. Typically, end users are trained once a year and then fished uh, by their company the rest of the year. And it doesn't really seem fair. So this is a way to keep them engaged and interested in cybersecurity. I compare it to Schoolhouse Rock for grown-ups. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you talk about Schoolhouse Rock. What do you, what do you remember about Schoolhouse Rock? Junction, what's your function? And everybody knows Cook the bill. I'm just a bill. Yeah, all those. Yeah, and those are memorable. And that's what ours are. And we've actually had... You know, um, independent research studies prove our approach is 300% more effective for long-term learning gains than traditional training programs. And people love them. And uh, 
and we get fan letters. We get, um, we get, I mean, we get groupies, if you will. So, uh, cause they're fun, they're engaging and, and they're, you know, the 60 second bites that people are used to in this era of social media. Right. That's because I had on a couple of lawyers and one of the things they were talking about cyber was, and you said 84% earlier, they said vast majority, but same thing. It's still the easiest way in a corporation is a human being clicking on an email. Yeah, right? through through an employee. That's the quickest way. That's the that's the quickest way you're gonna get in trouble. Cause we cause we had the colonial pipeline system literally shut down, literally gas lines in Florida and all that. And it was supposedly some guy that clicked on an email that said, you wanna see big boobies. Yeah. Yeah. And who does so, it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not at work. Not at work, of course. No, and that's one of the lessons we we give is, you know, there's things you do on your work systems, things you don't. And just, you know, it's acceptable use of those programs. But that is kind of, you know, it's just a, a constant awareness of these. And, and I liken it to buying insurance, okay? Yeah. We buy insurance once a year because we have to. And what do we see throughout that year is, Tons of, you know, comedy-based commercial campaigns, whether it's Progressive or Geico or the Liberty Mutual, they all have their little catchphrases, but it's just to keep you thinking, you know, that company and but in insurance. We're not, you know, pushing a product. We're just pushing cybersecurity for the masses and making it kind of mainstreaming it for the, for the general public. And, and the way you guys work, and then I want to get into the creative process and hear about uh, the funny stuff, but if I'm a company, I basically pay you and get to run these videos. Is that kind of the, the model? Yeah. So companies invest in these real elaborate you know, training programs. We're not trying to replace those. They have phishing simulation tools. We don't do that. We're more of a PR campaign for all those tools and programs they've invested in to keep reinforcing those messages and to promote their, you know, all their cyber, you know, dialogue throughout the year and do it in a fun way that people actually want to watch. Uh, so now the, uh, the, the necessity of an Emmy award winning comedy writer comes in. Yeah. That's where that comes in, buddy. Yeah. So give me, yeah. give me, give me one of these bits. Um, well, I mean, it's, different things for different ways like one is a guy who does a top 10 list and okay. he goes the top 10 appetizers and or cybersecurity tips number 10 the blooming onion number nine don't click on an embedded link inside an email that you weren't expecting <laughs> okay number December. where are we eight Potato skins. Potato <laughs> skins. <laughs> and then, so, I mean, that's an example of, dude, people love top 10 lists. Magazines lived on them for years and still do everything on, hey, here's the top five sketches of all oh, time on SNL, all that. I used to beg mom and dad to let me stay up just until the top 10 list for, is over on so, Letterman. Yeah. So that's like one example of ways you can... Uh, engage people into something to listen for one minute and give them information that they need about cybersecurity. Yeah. And it's and we don't get into great detail 
of cybersecurity, but we do hit the major points. Yeah. Like a big thing is cyber hygiene, and that's what you have to, and that's just basically things you have to do all the time, like brushing your teeth you have to do with your computer. You have to back up your data. That saves you from ransomware, you know? If people get in your system and they lock all your stuff, if you've backed up your data, you don't have to pay the millions and millions of dollars most of these companies are doing, you know? You, you and, know what was crazy is we had a portfolio company at Kane Anderson that got hacked and everything got frozen, right? Yeah. Guy calls up and says, I want $4,999. And the CEO goes, all right, why? <laughs> why four nine nine? Supposedly the FBI gets involved at five thousand dollars. Yeah, and and so it was kind of one of these things. And Roger, our CEO, negotiated with the guy and said, "All right, I'll give you the money for you to unlock the data." And he had to go get Bitcoin to send him Bitcoin and all. But he said, "You got to tell me how you got in." And the the guy, the the hacker, kind of true to his word, said, "Sure, I'll tell you." Gets the money, and uh, it turns out the hack that they got in on. We found that in fourteen other portfolio companies that it was that it was out there, and so we were able to kind of patch it up. But this this stuff's real. This I yeah, mean, it's no, happening no. every day. It happens all the time, and it happens. And we do videos that you can show to your parents, so your parents are getting swindled, and it's stuff. The videos we make you can apply to your real life as well as to your business life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, like no, your work and sense. then but at home, yeah, you learn what dot to click on. You learn, you know, like there's this new company and USA Today did a big article about it. And it's uh Timu. Do you know T E M U? No. So it's this they did a commercial on the Super Bowl and they do this super cheap clothing, but it's a company in China and it's just, it's to mine your data and they do all these things just, and it's all about getting information, selling crap for no money. Really? And then it's, yeah, USA Today, we revealed it. So I'm working on one for that right now to warn people about that. And so, I mean, basically it's warnings. A lot of it is um, current events of how they're running the scams, what the new version of the scam is. Because have they got? It seems like they've gotten a lot smarter. I mean, back yeah. Well, I mean, know, that's the problem with years. AI. Because yeah. AI is going to make their phishing emails. It's it's going to get rid of the grammatical errors. I mean, one of the big things, the big plus, I think, for Americans is that a lot of these companies are doing it are in non English speaking countries. So they're the you know, dear friend. Happy times to you, right? You know stuff yeah. like that where you could <laughs> sniff it out, but yeah. now it's not as easy with AI because AI can create this and make it more grammatically correct. So, I mean, yes, they are always evolving what they do, right? And that's and also another thing I talk about is or we show is about how like you have to be no you have to be aware of what you're up against, you know. Like, if I told you there's a mean seven-year-old outside, you're not going to be scared, are you? Right. Until I tell you it's a seven-year-old bear. Okay, yeah. now, <laughs> suddenly, hey, wait a minute. And that's what these hackers, it's not just one guy in a basement. Yeah. it's There's literally countries that do it. There's 
organized criminals that like when they break one of your passwords, they have like a whole company. They have a whole section of their company that searches for social media. Then they have another one that searches for your banking. And they have all these individual departments that are going to attack you. And if they get one password, they're going to check it on all your accounts. And that's one of the big reasons you don't want to have the same password over and over again on different accounts. So Because when they crack one, you know. Yeah. And that's part of what we preach. You know, we one of the other recurring segments is rock and roll passphrases. And you use rock lyrics to uh, build your password. And we're constant, and, and we do different rock songs every every quarter. So it's not watching the same video over and over again. And you know, we do it. We feature we featured Lizzo, um, Elvis when the Elvis movie came out, Pitbull, um, Jay Z, and Alicia Keys. I mean, it's always something different. And uh, just keeps them engaged and keeps them thinking. And because, and you want it to become second nature to them. And that's not going to happen with just annual training and, um, and fishing attacks. So that's kind of, you know, that's the approach is make this a engaging, interesting uh, venture for them. And so. Because, I mean, the, the other thing that has to be, different today and i i mean i think they're they're kind of interrelated is i don't know the last time i got on the computer you know i do everything on my phone these days so there's got to be issues surrounding being a phone and i think that ties into remote working because we all started doing that during the pandemic yeah and that's when we released this program and and you know i don't know if you're familiar with his baseball card theaters right oh, yeah. on his youtube channel oh, t sean shannon no spaces uh that's what inspired me to do you know get him to do this and to do this together is that he's got i was cataloging him one day and he had like 80 something of those videos he's probably well over 100 now but it was just these little bite-sized comedy bits that were, you know, one of one of his passions, baseball cards. And, and I'm thinking, boy, we can do the same thing with cyber tips. And that's that's kind of where this came. And he actually, we just released a baseball card theater version of cyber tips. Because the baseball card theater is one of the funniest things on the planet. Yeah. I, I still don't know. How, is it a hair dryer that you do to blow uh, the cards? He's, he's got a leaf blower now. A leaf blower. <laughs> Just I like Cyberman, I used to do a fan, and then now he's got a leaf blower, so we just use the leaf blower. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need to go see baseball card theater because uh, the old baseball cards are great. Yeah, to, to see that, and so that that's where you you came up with it. The um, because you know something else that I'm worried about is it seems like the internet's now embedded in everything. It's in your TV. It's in your clock. That that's your crock pot, yeah. Your crock pot, yeah. Exactly. I have a crock pot that's connected to the Wi-Fi. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is I guess people are coming in through that potentially. Yeah, they had a big shutdown. They did a denial of service uh, using the Internet of Things, which are all these devices that are connected to the internet, to do uh, to shut down a a network. This is a couple couple three years ago at least, and uh, so yeah, those things aren't typically you know, uh, protect it. You don't, you know, install your ring doorbell and think, oh, now I got to go set the security settings. And that that's one of the things we talk about. There was the high profile baby monitors that were getting hijacked and, 
and creeps were talking to kids inside their yeah. cribs and stuff like that. So yeah, all that stuff's vulnerable. We do a video on that on, hey, set up a guest network on your home Wi-Fi and set up all those devices on that and then separate that from your main computer because you're working at home and, and se segregate those to give you at least some buffer from the um from the creeps and criminals out there so oh wow and and you know and you talked about you know the bitcoin on the uh ransomware attack your company had i mean with cryptocurrency you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to enforce or you know punish these bad actors and they're going to continue to uh be able to you know survive out there and they're and to your point if you do it under a certain dollar amount um the fbi or the authorities won't even get involved with it so that's going to be the ongoing challenge of of these cyber attacks and and the limited remedies you really have yeah, yeah. does the cloud make this even more difficult or does it potentially make it safer but both. Uh, it depends how you protect yourself you still have to you know you still have to be vigilant in passwords and not leaving doors open to where they can sneak in through, you know, your TV. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everything's vulnerable to, to some extent. So the cloud can provide you a lot of um, latitude for, you know, backing up your data. You talked about backing up your data, back it up in the cloud, back it up on a hard disk and, um, and, or multiple medias, and then keep one of those offsite. And that's something I did in college. I was, every day I worked for a healthcare system here in Houston, and daily we would take the backup tapes with all the information, and we'd take them off premise and put them in a safe. Uh, so if anybody did attack them, we ha or something happened to the data center or whatever, you had a backup of all your data. Now, individuals don't want to probably be that diligent in, in doing it daily, but, you know, they, they want to do that because, you know, everything's digital now. People are putting all their family photos on, on, um, on digital media. They're, I mean, your whole life can be, you know, really accessed, um, you know, from a, a digital standpoint. So it's just good habits to get into, good cyber hygiene like he talked about. And, um, and that, that kind of remedies a lot of things that, that you would deal with. So does the multi-factor thing we have to do now, go log on to YouTube or go log on to Gmail, uh, is that helping? It's helping, but it's not perfect. And, um, you know, you know, whether you're doing your online gambling or your email or, or, you know, log in, most work systems require it nowadays. Um, but, um, you know, that was a high profile attack with one of the biggest uh, technology companies in the world um, just last year, and it was a the multi-factor. What was it? A, a um, just a attack where they just keep peppering you to say yes, and just to keep the notifications going away. You finally just okay, yes, and and then next thing you know, they have all your credentials and have access to whatever you would have access to at work, and uh, so that those things happen. Uh, use it wherever you can. Uh, we did one on we did one on online gambling, which some companies may or may not choose to show because, and we make it real clear we're not promoting online gambling. But let's be honest, eighty five billion dollars is being spent every year doing it, so someone's doing it. 
Right. Uh, and if you're going to do it, you know, don't use your work system to do it and do it safely and, and responsibly. And then we put a, a little disclaimer. And if you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> so we want to make sure we're covering our... Uh, I love that cop-out. Major <laughs> League Baseball, they kicked out Pete Rose, but they've so sold out to gambling. But then it's like, hey, here's the odds. Hey, if this guy hits a home run and this guy hits two foul balls and this other guy makes an error, you can triple your money. But if you have a problem, call this number. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, that, that that cured everything if someone has a problem. Oh, I like I like how they uh, find teams for not disclosing injuries. Oh. Really? What does that have to do with anything? It's ridiculous. Was I not going to watch the Astros game because yeah. the guy's not playing? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. It's and like, you know how people break. get burned with their multi-factor. Uh, enough talk about fun things like sports. <laughs> sports now right. back to this crap. Uh, but the one big thing with that is like sometimes they'll get one password. And so they'll call you, and, and if they find your home number, they'll call you and go, hey, this is the bank. Someone's trying to access. We're going to send you a code right now, and I'm going to need you to read that code back to me because we're here at the bank, and I think, and we've had some trouble, and we want to make sure you're safe. So can you read that code off your phone to a Like, you could sh never do that. Never, right. never, you know, unless, especially if, they called you. Don't ever, you know, be very cautious. Always look at a known number. But multi-factor authentication is just, it's its a great tool, but it can be manipulated if you don't use it correctly. And that's some of the stuff, the videos we talk about. Yeah. And I mean, that's how, that's how older people get tricked into giving away a lot of their money. There's another one where they... If they, a big thing you got to look out for is when they're trying to get you to change a routing number for payment. There was a guy who, there was a realtor company that got hacked and they would send emails to the people selling their house and they go, Hey, Hey, just a heads up. It's Steve. And it's coming actually from Steve's account. Cause Steve's been hacked goes, here's the new routing number. We need you to send the house payment to. And I mean, these people lost $500,000 because they sent it to the, and even though it looked, so it's always important, especially if payment changes that you got to call the people and go, Hey, is this for real? Even if it's coming from a known source. I mean, that's how tricky things are these days and how easily, and we talk about and that. And the graphics our, are so good these days. That's no. another big difference. You were talking about bastardizing the english language but the graphics i mean it's at&t on there. yeah or no yeah whatever and uh yeah it pays to uh invest in that for them and that's what they do yeah you know you got the deep fakes going on out there you've got the voice cloning now where they can get Make enough of your like voice your, samples from your social media to your grandson is now calling up needing money to get out of jail yeah, that happens to and my parents have, all the time. Yeah, they're grandkids. That's probably true, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those that are legit. Really is me. <laughs> no, but but, but uh, my parents with my children have a a secret word. You know, just what, it, a, what is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but perfect. But no, Patty Hearst. Yeah, Patty, Patty Hearst. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. No, it's. Um, Could, uh, I was a know, I was a kid when that happened. By the yeah. way, <laughs> I was going to say the Lindbergh baby, but yeah. Patty Hearst, much hipper and current, <laughs> much hipper. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Is is how you you know you have to be appealing to this wide generation. We have Tim Meadows in our videos. And he's somebody different. The ladies' man? The ladies' man. See, he's nice. the ladies' man to you. I, I get my friends. I call in favors. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. But my freshman in college sees that, and she goes, that's the principal from Mean Girls. Oh, nice. <laughs> and yeah. that's who he is to her. And somebody else. And then my senior in college, he calls me up. He said, hey, Chet Barkley's on the uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> so, uh, and that's Tim Chet. Meadows. That's Chet. his name. That's his character name on our thing. He's oh, Chet no. Barkley. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. But, but no, so that, that gives them a point of reference and, and makes it, you know, more engaging. And, uh, just, you know, I had a big, um, fortune 500, uh, electric utility, electric and gas utility using the program. And they're, and the one girl that runs the program for that company, her mom and her brother are both, um, what do you call the linemen in, in for the company. And she always runs them by them to get their feedback. They go, oh, no, these are great. Uh, she goes, well, this is the same stuff we tell you all the time. She said, yeah, but you got Tim Meadows telling me Tim, now. Tim Meadows. <laughs> and that, that makes yeah. a difference. It, it makes it interesting and, and memorable. So, Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's short doses. It's stuff you have to know. And... It's it's done in a humorous way, and you know you learn without learning, which is Schoolhouse Rock. Right. You, uh, so what are the what are the what are the top three things we need to be doing? Just cybersecurity stuff. Well, password is super important to change well, early and often. Well, but you not so much anymore. But you gotta you gotta have a super long and strong password. It's gotta be. Preferably now over 12. Uh, wow. Yeah, no, because there's a new program out where they show that they can crack like uh, six uh, numer six digits of right. a password in like under 20 seconds. No way, really? Yeah, yeah, there's these programs. It's insane. So password, I think password's one of the biggest things to do and you can't keep a list of your passwords on your computer it's you should get a password manager i think that's important because and it's important to have different passwords for your different it, at the very least and you shouldn't you should have it for everyone but if you have a social media yeah have all you could have that for but don't let any of it blend over to your banking or your work you know and if you want to have one for you that's fine for like all your Instagram accounts or whatever and Facebook and all that. If you want to use it, you really shouldn't. But right. but that way, if you get hacked, only your social media, which I think is more important to people. So maybe I'll should yeah. different. <laughs> and then at work, just have the same one. Yeah. And then for the your bank email. Account's fine, yeah, the bank yeah. accounts. But I think password is a big uh, thing. You got to have numbers. You got to have letters. You have to have uh, capitalization. You got to have symbols. And more than twelve. That's interesting. Yeah, that's more what than that's what they're characters. suggesting now. Yeah, we wow. had a client that was moving from an eight eight character minimum to a fifteen character minimum uh, requirement for that company. So yeah, there's there the password guidance is kind of evolving, but it, you have to understand what your company requires and not just rotate you know the same passwords between accounts. 
Yeah. Don't, you know, make minor changes to your previous one, just enough changes where they'll accept the new one. You know, just come up with a new passphrase. Uh, use it, you know, pick another rock song, get another, uh, get a Harry Styles song or, nice. or, or something like that. And just keep, keep it fresh, keep it, uh, keep it. But, you know, he mentioned cyber hygiene. I mean, that's what individuals can do. And, the, you know, in the, in the four elements of cyber hygiene is password, you know, strong password management, strong email management, uh, backing up your data and upgrading, updating your systems every time there's a new update uh, available. Don't put that off. And you do those oh, things. That's I gotta, what I got to take the new Apple update when and it's, it comes. And it's a beast. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I don't like the new one they just came out with. But, hey, you got, you got to do it because that's where they're patching vulnerabilities uh, that existed in their code. Uh, and that's what you have to do to keep, you know, try to keep one step ahead of the hackers. Yeah. Yeah. But the the other big thing is segregating your usage. You mentioned you can do everything on your phone. We all have multiple devices, probably a work issued computer or laptop. You got your smartphone, tablets, whatever. Do your personal stuff on your personal devices and do your work stuff and, and segregate that. It's too easy not to do that. And then you're not going to get hurt at work by something you might have done on your personal social media. And, uh, and a lot of companies will restrict that themselves, but, you know, smaller companies and, uh, you know, small municipalities, um, you know, schools, different folks like that, they might not have all those, you know, limitations put in and restrictions put in. So that's where you got to educate and really teach those people to protect themselves and their, their information. Everybody knows who you bank with. Everybody knows, I mean, Anybody that wants to know can find out who you bank with, go to your social media, know who your friends are, know how to be convincing and socially engineering you. But that is still the biggest, uh, the biggest concern of those social engineering attacks. So limit the information you put on there, set your privacy restrictions. You know, my wife, she looks at anybody that shows up, doesn't show up for work, you know, for their shift, maybe on, on the, on the night shift. And, sees them out drinking margaritas on their social media page uh, for lunch or during that afternoon. So, well, now I know why they called in sick. But that's things you don't want your boss knowing. So, uh, you know, don't, uh, unless you're an influencer, you have no real reason to not lock down your your social media. Yeah. Um, and, and plus the other thing on just from a personal point of view, you really want to tell your everybody that can see you on social media that you're not at your house and in, you're in New York city. No, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wait you're, till you get home to tell everybody to yeah. brag about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. TMI, right? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the one thing I did that a guy gave me advice on was create a unique, um, email address that, you know, for banking and medical, issues so you know don't subscribe to anything don't go to only fans or you no know, you should have you should have a throwdown email yeah you know yeah. i mean for any time you're trying to win a free sandwich at you're pot right. belly or whatever <laughs> yeah or, or when you have to sign up if you're trying to read an article oh we need your email yeah i i would suggest you get a an email i have a fake email i use it's i mean it's it's a real email but it's not connected to my regular email yeah yep yeah so that's important but totally my, segregate like when with uh, you know school notices things like that don't have those sent to your work email 
um, you know, keep that, you know, keep that for a separate one. And to your point for obviously banking and, and, and healthcare. Absolutely. And, and since most people have Gmail, you can connect them so you can look at one and then the other and right. then the other, and you can keep them separate. If I'm if I'm CIO of a company or CEO or some some C-suite person at a company, what's what's a good piece of advice for those folks, kind of outside of buying the uh, schoolhouse rock videos. <laughs> well, and, and that's what, you know, that this is kind of a, a niche we've created. Okay. I mean, the, our program really doesn't exist out there. And, you know, the C-suite are, are liable in, 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 you know, public companies. Should they get hacked, they, they can be ultimately liable. Hey, show them you're doing everything you can. I mean, this is a complimentary program, uh, complimentary with an E. Uh, but right. uh, complimentary program and just show them, yeah, we're going to great lengths to protect, you know, the company, protect our people and um, yeah, do everything, anything and everything you can. I mean, I have clients that get 13 minutes a year to do formal training with their employees and that's it. And they've got to pick two or three videos out of their, out of their, you know, compliance training that fits into that window. This is something that is, typically optional viewing, but it's so engaging and fun, they typically watch them. Yeah, do everything you can to keep that messaging going. And you know what? Um, we have one client that does you know, uh, government contracting and they bill out in segments. Our videos are so short, that doesn't cost them any billable segments. You know, 15 minutes, um, if you do a five minute video, and you can't bill out that, that 15 minute segment. So they actually calculate it over a half a million dollars in savings by adopting our program over what they were doing prior. Oh, interesting. But, but that, that's, this is a PR campaign for all their cyber initiatives. And that's what, that's what you got to do is keep promoting that messaging. You know, I'm just a bill, didn't get you an A in government class, but hey, it gave you some, you know, it gave you, you know, the basis of what, you know, that legislative process goes through. And that's what we are. We're tips and reminders. And, and that's what you got to kind of keep it, you know, keep pounding it into them, but pounding it in in a fun, friendly way. And we've also done like hired to make a specific program for companies, too. So we do that as well. Gotcha. On top of their, you know, whatever their own personal message was. Yeah. So I got so I got three things. One, I want to hear really stupid story that somebody did on cyber. And or I want to hear funniest story from your career of some sort. And or I want to hear what are we going to be talking about if we redo this podcast in like three or four years? Like what what happens in cybersecurity future stuff that we're not talking about now, but is on the horizon? So I gave you a grab. bag. Oh, man, that's a big grab bag. I don't know. <laughs> you, th you think of the funny stuff. I'll, AI is what's going to continue to just drive this whole this whole market. Okay, and to his point, it's going to make it everything, uh, every hacker more capable on socially engineering the individual, and and it's going to continue to evolve. The and you're right. It's voice. I mean, um, that's we've we've got we've got one of the voice AI around here, and we're 
making really stupid songs and it's like make me sound like steven tyler and boom you know i'm aerosmith that i saw one with johnny cash singing the barbie song yeah yeah i mean so i mean yeah i mean they're gonna be able to impersonate you know anybody doing anything that the actual videos are getting better um you know there's still things with the eyes not matching you know the and and the the voices and and the, and the mouths and everything like that but that's only going to get so better. So FaceTiming's coming. I mean, potentially. Yeah. 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 And oh, you're definitely. Not, yeah. Yeah. And and you've seen his deep, uh, his, his painted on hats and his baseball card theater. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are going to look great now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You won't be able to tell. It's like Photoshop. How well, much? How much Photoshop has improved from the old days when they tried to do it? The glue they had on a real picture. Dude, that's what we're going for with uh, AI. That they're I mean, the reef, do anything. the reef face app is yeah. amazing. You know, I when I uh, when I got booted, uh, a friend said, "Hey, you ought to try this new app, Reef Face." And so I sat around and you know put my face on Beyonce and stuff, and you know just tick on down the list. It looked real. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Beyonce never looked so bad though. Yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> Well, I also think the, I'll say the older generation, 40 and older, are are going to be in trouble with 20, I mean, 40 and under, has so much more technological advancements and education that that's why so many old people are getting swindled out of money. And I say older, old people. Yeah. Boomers. People, boomers. <laughs> I mean, young guys like us. Yeah, exactly. But... Um, no, I think that's, that's, a, a that's worry. actually a really point, a good point because to some degree, my parents are insulated from this because they're not running around on their phones all the time and all. You and I are on our phones all the time, and when that stuff gets good, yeah, yeah. But they 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 tend to panic more when when actually attacked. Or um, I this you want a funny story? Uh, one of my colleagues down he lives down in Galveston. He lives on the beach and but has a lot of retired friends and and the guy goes um one of his neighbors comes over and says hey uh i just got an email somebody saw me on my computer camera um watching porn and now they're blackmailing me and he goes that's a scam he goes no 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 really i was doing it <laughs> the guy's coughing it up <laughs> no, no no i do that all the time he's like yeah but this is a scam don't don't panic <laughs> And I don't know. It was a little weird too. The stuff. All right, no, stop telling me. You know Germany. I know Germany. Don't don't bring that up. I don't want to know what's happening in German. Still, the the best porn joke of all time is is y'all's dear sweet brother Charlie Charlie. talking about disabled porn. Porn um, I had to call the hotel and say, "I'm sorry. I thought it was handicapped people having sex. Can you please turn my porn back on?" Yeah, I pushed the. Disable porn and then it disables the porn. Had to put my pants on and go back down to the front <laughs> desk. Dude, that's a good joke. Ron White actually stole that joke. That son of a Dude, gun. He did. He did. Because I saw I saw Charlie do that joke yeah, thirty no. years ago, thirty five years ago. It was a good one. Yeah. yeah. You do enough good jokes, people steal them. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's kind of an honor to be stolen by Ron White. I'd yeah. say that. You know what? Uh, Ron White's funny. I don't Come know. On, he knows Ron. Don't, I don't, be, don't be mean to Ron. Yeah, White. I like, I like Ron. Ron White. I think he's funny. 
Um, I fell we, for the final tour and bought tickets to it. Now you? I'm going to go see him in January again. Oh, at the Smart Financial? Yeah, he, 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 he said final tour. Dude, so well, so. I'm glad he's playing there because there's so many comedians playing there I've never heard of. I know. That that I'm just blown away by that. I have no idea. It's like, wow, this guy's playing a 6,000-seat theater? Dude, have you heard David Tell's album yet? The Skanks for the Memories? I should no. have brought that CD. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you. No, I need to go last time we to talked, last I time told we you talked, to listen You told to me it. to go read. Because it is one it. of the best comedy albums ever. Yeah. But back to cybersecurity. Yeah. Chuck, here's the thing. <laughs> well, you know, the other scam that they have is where you get a text message from the CEO. Hey, I need you to go buy me some gift cards because... My, we have to pay off this thing and I need gift cards and I knew, and it's people who've never gotten a text message from their CEO, but you feel the pressure of authority telling you what to do yeah. and I'm going to give you the money back. Just, I need you to do it and I need you to send me the code so I can get them. You know, it's important. I need it by five. And that, I mean, that's the other thing. It's always pressure. There's always a time constraint when they do these things to people. And it's yeah, people fall for them because the they're put under they're put in pressure situations from authority figures, whether it be the the IRS. Look, we're gonna garnish your wages. We're sending people to your house if you don't send us five hundred dollars by today. It has to be by today, and go buy a gift card. Anytime <laughs> anyone tells you to go buy a gift card. You're scam. getting scammed. <laughs> well, you know, and the workers at the at the drugstores are actually coached a, a lot of times and, and trained where if somebody comes in to buy a bunch of gift cards, they go, what's going on? Can I ask what's going on? And and I've heard numerous stories of people talking people out of those scams that were going to purchase them for that very reason. We had, we had a, um, a portfolio company where let's say the the guy's email was r jones at xyz corp somehow they were able to send something that was robert jones at xyz corp so the email looked the same and um you know the email was exactly what you said the pressure of hey you got to get this sent I'm stuck in this meeting. This guy keeps bitching at me that we haven't sent in this wire. He's threatening to shut down the rig. Can you go send this? CFO doesn't give it a second thought. Wires $300,000 out the door. Like, I never yeah. sent that email, you know? Yeah. No, and I mean, that's, and they can, if not even change it, they can puppet it, you know, and make it look exactly like the email. I mean, that's the other big thing. Like, you can get, calls on your phone and it'll say you know mom or whatever yeah they can mimic your, what it what you already have and we did a video on the shark tank lady that got hacked and she did a cool thing and that they duped her out of like almost four hundred thousand dollars on this european real estate deal and as soon as she found out she got duped she went public with it and you know kind of self-reported to the, to the world in this case but it it enabled law enforcement and other people to get involved and minimize the damage if if not um maybe not catch the guys but but you know claw back some of those funds and things like that so that's the other thing we're always you know preaching is in our videos uh is hey if you think you messed up tell somebody and yeah. self report that so they can you know take you know appropriate actions to do that so 
to yeah. to remedy it or minimize damage. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy what they're doing. All right, close us with a funny story. Um Okay, can we tighten this up and I'll think of a funny story and then I'll tell it to you. Yeah, give us a give Okay, it. you know what? Here's a good one. All Here's right. a good one. So the lighting guy at Saturday Night Live. So I worked at Saturday Night Live for nine years. And the lighting guy's Phil Himes. And he lit the original Kennedy Nixon debate. That's how old this guy is. So no he way. lit that. They say he worked at NBC so long he used to light radio is what they say about <laughs> this guy. So he's Phil Himes and he's uh dude, he is so funny. Like, um so okay, so Phil Himes, so you would write sketches and there's twenty shows a year, and I probably average about a sketch or a sketch and a half a season. I mean a a, a for a per episode. Sure. Yeah. So but sometimes I'd get like three on <laughs> and then I'd go three weeks without a sketch or three shows, and then the fourth show I'd get one. And so when you get a sketch on, you would go in the uh, production booth and he's in there with the director and everybody else. And if it'd been a while since you hadn't had a sketch on, you would walk in and you're just hoping to kind of sneak in and hopefully nobody's noticed that you haven't been there in a couple of weeks. And you walk in and this guy every time, you still work here? I didn't, What? I haven't seen this guy in forever. I didn't know. I remember last year you were here, but wow. Okay. So he's that guy, just a ball buster. Dude, so funny and so smart. Like he would sit there and while they're directing, if if the director was killing you with shots or whatever, he'd lean over. She's killing you with that shot, kid. Yeah. You got to get the two there. You don't know <laughs> who he's talking to. So he's super smart. So he comes out and Garth Brooks is the host and the musical guest is Chris Gaines, Garth. Garth Brooks's alter ego the pop or whatever. Alter e from <laughs> yeah. Australia or something. Yeah, that guy. He had that so, weird little yeah, yeah, soul the, patch. Yeah. <laughs> the jazz dot, whatever you want to call <laughs> it. So he comes out and they're doing the monologue and we're coming and the, so the lighting guy's out there and first of all busted his balls to begin with. Are you wearing the cowboy hat during the monologue? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my thing. You're killing me with lighting, but okay, fine. Now, what are you wearing for music? And Garth Brooks goes, well, Chris hasn't decided what Chris is going to wear yet. And this old guy just goes, <laughs> and walked away. And dude, even Garth Brooks broke out laughing, man. It was so funny. But it was so funny because he, he talks about himself in third person. And that's actually kind of a good thing if you're a performer and it you know it's right. branding it's it was branding before branding when you talked about yourself in third person because when i would pitch him ideas it would be like uh yeah man i think that's funny i don't think garth can do that though <laughs> it's very strange but it's like i understand it but i mean that was kind of a funny what a phil heim story a story no one knows i like that i like it chuck likes it chuck likes it <laughs> chuck, chuck likes, likes it. that that's story. a wonder I don't know if I'm more mortified or if I feel better about cybersecurity. Well, you the can't live I in fear. Well, that's the other big thing our program does. It's not fear-based. Yeah. It, it's, you know, the more you know, the the better, you know. And it's not condescending. To deal with it. And it's not yeah. condescending. He writes it like you're talking to a smart friend. I mean, that's what you're always talking to your smart friend going, hey, you got to look out for this. And yeah. that's how it's treated. I mean- 
you can't live in fear, but a lot of the, a lot of it is fear-based. There's this one where, uh, well, what happened? What can I do now? You can file for bankruptcy. And it was like, <laughs> sweet Lord, that's not helping people. And now you're, you're scared to where you can't even make decisions. Yeah. You know, and that's, so yeah, no, you can't live in fear. I mean, there, yeah, there's bad people out there, you know, there's turds everywhere. Yeah. And they'll try to scam you. And, uh, you know, yeah, you got to keep promoting good behavior. I mean, and and you got to keep it fresh, keep it interesting, keep it fun. Uh, don't try to do too much. We have 150 episodes now, and oh, we cool. keep adding new content. We just did a big release on all the AI related con content and uh, related issues. We're topical. We talk about Taylor Swift and or. AI um, passing the SAT, doing 40 points better than the previous iteration and, you know, doing bits on, around that and making it interesting and fun and, and check it out. It's uh, gtever.com and www.gtever.com and, and uh, get a taste. Your people will love it. Cool. Thanks you guys for coming on. My pleasure, sir. Love it. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you.